Welcome to this podcast from Neurogastroenterology and Motility. It publishes original research and topical reviews on basic and clinical aspects of gastrointestinal sensation and motility, as well as brain-gut interactions. So welcome everybody to this month's podcast from Neurogastroenterology and Motility. I'm Adam Farmer and I'm a gastroenterologist at the Wingate Institute in London. Uh, This month it's my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Roland Buckinks. Uh, Roland's a postdoctoral researcher in the Laboratory of Cell Biology and Histology at the University of Antwerp in Belgium, which is headed by Professor Jean-Pierre Timmermans. So Roland, many thanks for joining us on the podcast today and congratulations to you and your co-authors on your paper entitled Proof of Concept, Neonatal Intravenous Injection of Adeno-Associated Virus Vectors Results in Successful Transduction of Myenteric and Submucosal Neurons in the Mouse Small and Large Intestine. So Roland, could I ask you just to, if you could just start with providing some, some basic background on viral vector technology, please. Sure. Well, um, viral vectors are basically exploiting the capability of viruses to deliver genetic material to the cells they infect. And let me start by saying that there are multiple types of viral vectors. There are retroviral vectors, herpes virus vectors, and adenoviral vectors. Uh, Not to be mistaken with adeno-associated viral vectors. And uh, our work focuses on this last type of vector, the adeno-associated viral vector, which is commonly abbreviated as AAV. Now, uh, AAV is a dependovirus, which means it's uh, replication deficient and requires a helper helper virus to replicate. This is important when keeping biosafety in mind in later uh, applications. The production of AAV is done in vitro. Uh, using three plasmids that are transfected in HAC-293 cells. The first plasmid is a helper plasmid. It's it's crucial to enable uh, replication. A second plasmid encodes the capsid and reproductive genes. And the third plasmid contains the transgene of interest that will be packaged into the viral vector. Now, finally, the HAC-293 cells cells, uh, themselves, they express additional uh, adenoviral genes needed for replication of the AAV. After purification, one gets AAV vectors containing the transgene of interest, but the viral particles lack uh, replication genes, they are no longer present, and the particles are this uh, replication deficient carriers of a genetic uh, message. The capsid genes that one uses in viral production determine the serotype of the AAV. Given these serotypes are recognized by different receptors, the tropism can vary uh, considerably. In in our case, we have used AAV8 and AAV9 serotypes. These are based on um, uh, preliminary data of our collaborator, Dr. Simon Waddington, at the University College in London. Uh, Now, in theory, AAV vectors are capable of delivering any transgene to target cells, as long as the transgene length does not exceed the length of about 4.8 kilobases in single-stranded AAV 
vectors or 2.4 kilobases in self-complementary AAV. And once transduced, the cell must be able to express the transgene. And this is where the promoter sequence comes into play. Because uh, changing the promoter can thus be helpful in, in uh, expanding or narrowing down the cell types, expressing the transgene of interest. The transgene itself can encode a protein used in, for instance, uh, cellular imaging, such as GFP, or a protein affecting the functioning of the cell. And it's, in fact, up to the researcher and the research question put forward to decide what exactly will be delivered to the target cells. So, Roland, what areas has this technology already been investigated in? Well, AAV-based uh, gene delivery has already been used in uh, preclinical pre settings as well as in clinical trials, but not yet in neurogastroenterology. The applications include different target tissues such as airway epithelium, for instance in cystic fibrosis research, or uh, heart or retina, and perhaps uh, most interesting in relation to the enteric nervous system is the earlier research performed in the central nervous system where clinical trials have in fact already been initiated in, for example, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease treatments. And given this status of the research in the central nervous system, it was quite surprising to see how little was known in the enteric nervous system or in fact the, the gastrointestinal tract in general. So the, there have been no studies to date uh, looking at the use of this technology in the enteric nervous system then? There are, there are, but the information is, is very scarce and is just starting to emerge, although the first results all seem uh, promising. Uh, we were triggered by a study published in 2011 in the FASAB journal by Ahad Rahim and colleagues of the group of Simon Waddington in London, who examined the overall biodistribution of AAV9 in the mouse after intravenous um, administration. The study briefly mentioned the expression of GFP markers in the uh, myenteric plexus, but mainly focused on the central nervous system and did not provide any more uh, details. So this led us to contact Simon to see if he was interested in exploring the enteric nervous system in more depth with us which led eventually to this uh, paper. Now, in 2014, the group of Kevin Faust reported transduction of mouse myenteric neurons by self-complementary AAV and uh, 8 and AV9 under CB promoter. And our finding that single-stranded AAVs can achieve comparable transgene expression levels as uh, self-complementary AAVs is important since single-stranded AAVs can carry a transgene of double the size. And it would be... Uh, it should further be noted that the AAV technology also functions in other animal models than mice, as was shown by a very recent study last year by the group of Frederick uh, Manfredson, who reported transduction of the red enteric nervous system um, after a local intramural uh, administration of AAV. So what was your hypothesis as you embarked on, on your own study? Well, our goal was to investigate whether AAV8 and AAV9 could transduce the enteric nervous system of both the small and the large intestine. And we first, first asked whether uh, within the gut wall the transgene expression would be limited to enteric neurons and neuronal fibers, uh, which it was. Uh, and then we investigated what proportion of the enteric neurons was uh, transduced. And based on Simon's preliminary results, we were uh, fairly confident that the myenteric plexus could be targeted, but we did not know the proportion of neurons, nor did we know whether the submucosal plexus could also be targeted. And once we established that, we wondered whether the uh, transduction would be skewed to a particular subtype of enteric neurons. And it was always our goal 
to uh, deliver a proof of concept study, which would in the short term lead to new preclinical methods to image and manipulate the enteric nervous system, and in the longer term, provide a fundamental basis to use viral vectors in gene therapy of the uh, enteric nervous system. So what were, the, were the, the, the central methods that you used in your study? Well, um, we have injected uh, the AAV vectors intravenously at uh, postnatal day one in the mouse and have examined the expression of the transgene at postnatal day 35 by, make, by making use of uh, a GFP that was encoded by, uh, by the transgene in the vector. In combination with uh, immunostochemistry and confocal microscopy, this allowed us to identify the uh, transduced neuronal subtypes. The expression of the transgene uh, was quantified using so-called uh, whole mount preparations, which allow the examination of the ganglion network of the enteric plexuses. And so what were your key results that uh, emanated from your study? So we found that both AAV8 and AAV9 are capable of transducing the enteric nervous system and that they targeted all neuronal subtypes, although the proportion of intrinsic sensory neurons expressing the transgene uh, was higher than the proportion of motor neurons, since uh, overall um, 30% of enteric neurons showed uh, transgene expression at uh, postnatal day 35, but the proportion of intrinsic sensory neurons expressing the transgene amounted to almost 80%. Uh, I'd like to further point out, by the way, that we never observed uh, transgene expression in enteric uh, glia. And another uh, striking observation was the fact that the submucosal plexus of the distal colon showed uh, significantly less transgene expression in the submucosal plexus of the ileum. And this was the case both for AAV8 and AAV9, and uh, the reason for this remains uh, unclear at this point. And taking this all together, our study does clearly strengthen the validity of AAV vectors as a tool to, to transduce the uh, enteric nervous system. So how do you interpret the, these results in, in the wider context now of the field as, as, as things move forward? Well, it's, it still surprised me, surprises me how, how little is known on viral vector applications in the enteric nervous system at this point. Now, together with the studies I've mentioned earlier, I believe we have provided a firm uh, basis for the application of AAV to transduce the enteric nervous system. And I think this uh, methodology will have uh, important advantages in preclinical applications on the short term. For example, one can exploit uh, mouse lines expressing Cree recombinases in specific neuronal subtypes to target these neurons specifically with Cree-induced transgenes that are delivered by the AAV vectors. Uh, these transgenes can, for instance, code for uh, calcium indicators in live cell imaging, for proteins manipulating neuronal functioning, or for secreted factors, uh, factors. And um, in live cell imaging, for instance, this will allow the visualization of specific neuronal subtypes in a way that cannot be done with classic calcium dyes like fluorophore. Um, on the other hand, the system is relatively quickly adaptable, certainly faster than having to create a new line of genetically altered mice for a specific uh, research question. And because it's such a versatile system, it can be useful in different approaches or different research uh, settings. Overall, what do you see as the, the main limitations of your, of your study? 
Well, uh, a first observation was that uh, not all neurons are expressing the transgene. While uh, transduction rates were almost 80% in calbindin-positive neurons, which is indicative of intrinsic sensory neurons, overall transduction was about 30% of the neurons. And furthermore, the submucosal neurons of the colon showed, as I said earlier, uh, a significantly lower expression compared to the submucosal neurons of the ileum or my enteric neurons altogether. And the reason for this is not clear at this point. Um, it was, however, uh, a consistent observation between different animals and between AAV8 and AAV9. Um, and uh, one more limitation is finally that we have to keep in mind that uh, when AAV is administered systemically, like in our study, it is likely the vector does not only transduce the gastrointestinal tract, of course, but also cells and other tissues. And you always have to keep that in mind. Okay. So where do you think, if we can just do a bit of future gazing, where might the clinical mm -hmm. applications of this really exciting technology lie in the future? Well, although I consider the, the clinical applications to be in the long term, we have kept them in mind from the very beginning. It is one of the reasons for choosing AAV as the viral vector to investigate, since of all viral vectors, AAV is most suitable in the clinic. AAV does not in integrate into the genome. It has a very low immunogenicity, which are aspects of clear importance in the clinic. And ongoing clinical trials in other fields have indeed confirmed low toxicity levels of AAV in humans. Although we still have a long way to go, I think there's potential in using AAV to target or treat ENS disorders. Now, uh, developmental disorders such as Hirschsprung's disease uh, come into mind, but also, also subtler uh, ENS defects, which lead to functional bowel disorders, could be uh, a target. The AAV tool could, in those cases, be used to correct genetic defects or to uh, enhance production and secretion of a protein of importance in uh, disease pathology. So where do you think the, the knowledge gaps in the field lie as we, as we stand at the moment and how, how are we going to resolve these uh, again in the future? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I think that the, the basic proof of concept of targeting the enteric neurons with AAV has been set now, uh, making the technique ready to use in uh, preclinical uh, settings. We should, however, explore strategies to enhance specificity in targeting the ENS with clinical applications in mind. After all, we want to avoid uh, off-target effects, and uh, this specificity can be achieved by testing different ENS-specific promoters, or by using AAVs with altered glycan binding properties, or by using transgenes responding to uh, for instance, endogenous microRNAs, so being regulated by the target cells themselves. And um, all in all, I think with this technique, we have opened up a new toolbox within the field of uh, neurogastroenterology, but we are still at the very beginning of exploring the possibilities of the tools in that box. And I agree. I think uh, this represents a really exciting uh, development uh, within the field. So with that, Roland, I'd like to thank you and your other co-authors for a really excellent uh, paper and for assisting in this month's uh, podcast and also our listeners for tuning in. And I look forward to welcoming you again on another installment of the podcast next month. Yes, of course. And thank you for the opportunity to uh, discuss our work. Further information about this paper can be found on the journal website. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast and we look forward to welcoming you to next month's edition.